What's up, guys? My name is Mark, and you found your way to the Out of Step SLC podcast. Now, we all know Utah is a weird fucking place to live, and there's some good reasons for that, like how our politicians are too busy creating, quote, committees to save the Great Salt Lake instead of like just pushing forward bills that will actually get water into it under the guise of the long game. But what they don't seem to realize or really care about, for that matter, is that there really isn't time for the long game. (sighs) I mean, we're all fucked over here. We're all fucked over in Wasatch County. They were going to elect a corrupt cop to a position where he would be training the next generation of cops in the use of force. And if it wasn't for one of our local investigative reporters, he probably would have fucking got it, too. I mean, guys, this guy is on audio and video video recording, literally intimidating a lower rank officer because that officer reported him to internal affairs for use of excessive force. This guy grabbed a suspect by the throat while he was handcuffed, trying to force him into the cruiser. Now, remember, folks, I always say it. Cops aren't your fucking friends. And in a city that has rules and regulations to reduce light pollution, the Mormon church is fighting to be able to illuminate its temple being built there. And they'll probably win because the damn faith basically owns this state. Now, for those of you who don't live here and don't know why this is a big deal, you can literally go up any hill on this damn state to overlook any valley and you'll be able to count each individual temple, whether it's five miles from you or 50 miles from you, because they are so bright, unbelievably bright and over the top. But what I actually love about living here is the counterculture and the music scenes that I call home. I really think we have one of the hardest scenes in the country due to the overwhelming need to resist the right wing religious culture that not only surrounds us, but stifles us as well. So, guys, thank you for joining me for part two of my month long celebration of St. Patrick's Day, a.k.a. Celtic Punk Month. I'm going to share with you guys today a group from Chicago, Illinois, that I've only very recently discovered. Um, They've been around since 2000 and have had quite a successful career. Ladies, gents, and everybody else, I present Flatfoot 56. Now, I'm willing to bet there's quite a few of you out there who have heard or seen these guys before. Um, They've had their music featured on Sons of Anarchy. They've played at Warp Tour. They had a spot in the playlist for Watch Dogs, which is a video game for those of you who don't know. And the song That's Okay played all over the Midwest radio stations. Now, as for me, Warriors popped up while I was just toiling away at my day job. And it immediately had me like bopping my head and I played it back several fucking times. I mean, it's a fucking dope ass song that'll pump you up in a way that really, at least for me, only bagpipe infused punk can. Um, Now, as I mentioned, these guys, they've been causing mayhem for over 23 years now. Uh, They originally it was originally formed by three brothers and they soon grew into a quintet. They added a second guitar and a bagpipe slash mandolin player. Um, and it really inf- reinforced their sound and appealed to made it more appealable to an 
ever expanding audience. These boys really picked up momentum early on with the release of 2006's Knuckles Up and 2007's Jungle of the Midwest Sea. And guys, Knuckles Up is a phenomenal album. It's by far my most favorite that they have ever released. I mean, it's filled with that with really like fast, like they play the fucking bagpipes so goddamn fast in that album. I've never really heard anything like it. And it's coupled with a just a gravelly, deep voice that's really remarkably similar to Al Barr from the Dropkick Murphys. And right out the gate, you're assaulted with these fast drums and an even faster mandolin with vocals and gang vocals that I would describe as pure and honest as the day punk rock was conceived. I mean, the steam carries throughout the album, including my favorite song off of this album, Brotherhood. You get blasted with bagpipes played at like I mentioned, an incredible pace. I mean, this album invokes the need to circle pit and make many, 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 many poor attempts at Irish dance. It's one of those special albums that really stands out amongst the rest of their work. I mean, it inspire. it has a very inspiring, positive, high energy message. I mean, guys, in other words, this is just a no excuse. Like you have to listen. You must listen to this one. So moving on, um, the next album was 2000 and was released in 2007 called Jungle of the Midwest Sea. I think it effectively carries the torch quite well. Um, they kept the same energetic, upbeat sound um, and the songs just flowed from one into another, which is it's really impressive. But at the same time, they can stand alone and still be really fucking good. Until I started really digging into this band, I didn't know that they were a Christian band. And you guys all know my feelings about that in this album. Uh, I mean, in the first in knuckles up, there was some Christian elements, too, but it was more like really low. Like you really have to be listening. Um, but in this one, um, there's the Christian elements are more prevalent. Uh, I mean, it's right off the bat into the intro track, the galley slave. It's about a slave rowing a boat in bondage simply because they're a Christian. Um, there's also a slower song entitled Cain, which obviously was inspired by the story of Cain and Abel. And you can pick up notes of some of the other par- of some other parables. But the nice thing about this album is twofold. One, they aren't exactly overtly preachy about it. And two, unless you're listening, like unless you know about the Christian thing going in, you're not really going to pick it up. But still. The honesty and the hardiness of this album is honestly, it's honestly really refreshing. And fuck, I mean, guys, you'll find yourself bopping your head and mentally fist pumping and maybe even moshing. I mean, those those of you out there like me who really like the early Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly sound, you'll really, really appreciate this album. They're very bagpipe and fife heavy. It's they're just really, really good albums. Blackthorn, though is different. Um, I personally think it's their weakest album. Uh, They replaced a lot of the pipes um, and had much more focus on the mandolin. If you're a, uh, quote, angsty person like myself, it's pretty likely you really won't like this album a whole lot. I mean, to me, it's it's a slower album that has more ballads than that breakneck punk pace that we got accustomed to in the in the previous two albums. 
it's progressively more heavy handed with the whole Christian thing, like the song Son of Shame, which is about a man who pushes himself to greater things because because of God, along with the song You Won Me Over talks about noticing God's work in this in this individual's life. Um, honestly, a little sidetrack here for me personally, it's really, really too bad that people don't give themselves the credit that they've earned by making the changes and doing the work and instead just give it up to God. God doesn't matter. Doesn't matter which God that nothing to do with it. That being said, <laughs> there are a couple songs on this record that get close to scratching that itch, right? Stampede brings back the pipes and that punk guitar, and it kind of gets the old blood flowing again. It shows up later in the album, though, but it does assure you that they haven't already forgotten the sound that had just won over so many of us. Hothead closes out the album with a furious mandolin, and guys, no shit. When I listen to this, I hear Ian Mackey. I'm I'm dead serious. It sounds like minor threat vocals. You're just going to have to trust me. Go and listen to it because it sounds like Ian Mackey is there yelling into the fucking microphone. Honestly, having the album end that way was reassuring because like I was really afraid that like the rest of their stuff was going to sound like this because it just to me, it doesn't sound good. I just don't like it. Now, Toil, on the other hand, this one comes after. This one definitely redeems the shortcomings of Blackthorn. It it opens super strong with Brother Brother. It's a fast-paced song, reinforced with bagpipes, talking about a close friend or family member that has gotten lost, right? As far as, like, making bad decisions, I mean, it even touches on addiction, and how those who love them are concerned and want them to come back to the fold. Uh, this album is also full of references to feeling underappreciated and overworked, as told in the punk rock anthem, Work For Them, where they proudly declare, when did acceptance become a game? Followed by, we, we won't work for them. Basically, what it's talking about is they're not going to sell themselves out and change their sound simply to fit like a mold to make more money. Which, you know, is admirable. I mean, that's that's pretty well punk right there. I believe it is another great song on this album because it although it, admittedly, it does sound better as an acoustic version, which they play on one of their EPs called the uh, Vancouver Sessions. Um, it's a song that speaks out on positivity and second chances that definitely will lift your spirits during hard times. Um, this album has a very interesting mix of folk and punk. And it works really, really well, which it says a lot because to mix those two together and have it turn out good is really fucking hard. And they really hit the nail on the head with this one. Their la now their last full release is entitled Odd Boat. Um, and it, it struck me as like a coming of age album. Like it has this really mature feel to it while remaining true to their original sound. I mean, Tobin's rough, scratchy vocals lend a very good character to the stories they tell. And in Penny, the boys are joined by Tobin's wife, who's an like an indie pop musician. And I'm going to butcher this name. 
Neige. It's N-E-I-G-E. I I don't know who that is, but she offers a very clear, beautiful contrast to the deep throaty rumblings of Tobin. Um, Another great song, Crippling, tells the story of how easy it is to be trapped in spinning the web of lies with people and the vast importance of how we use our words, which, as most of us who have learned that lesson the hard way, is a paramount message that everybody needs to hear so that and take seriously so they don't fuck shit up. But, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. Um, KPM is about Matthew, the book of Matthew 537, that basically says, say what you mean and mean what you say. Right. So if you say yes to somebody, that means yes. You know, like don't back out of it or whatever. Probably one of like the least damaging fucking Bible verses out there. Now, they have done a couple of EPs that really aren't too bad either. I mentioned earlier the Vancouver Sessions is an acoustic take on quite a few of their songs. It's a really great EP because something that something that Flatfoot 56 is really good at is storytelling. So being in an acoustic environment with that really, really brings forth that strength of theirs. And it's a really enjoyable album. They did a six track split with the Rum Jacks, which I mean, it was okay, and not my favorite, but it was still good, you know. So, guys, despite the whole Christian presence in their songs, whether it's biblical parables, verses or wanting someone to come back to Jesus, I really do enjoy their music. It's positive. It's upbeat. It's hearty. I mean, you can tell that these guys have come from like working class Americans, you know, and that's that really speaks to a lot of people. It really speaks to me to have that kind of messaging and stuff to just keep fucking going. You know, I mean, because guys, it's hard out there right now. Like it's, you know, with inflation, the war, the suffering, all the shit that's going on. It's hard, you know, and we need shit like this. We need positive shit like this that we can gather and just have a good time with each other, you know. So now I want to give you guys some songs to go and check out to throw on your playlist or just listen to really. Just throw all of Knuckles Up on there. It's just, it's such a great album with an with an amazing mix of the pipes, mandolin punk, specifically, like I mentioned, Brotherhood, um, Battle of the Bones, Aaron Boat, and Knuckles Up are just a few. If I have to pick the best songs, I think those are the best songs. Um, when it comes to the Jungle of the Midwest Sea, uh, Warriors and Ali Ali are must-haves. Um, Brother Brother and Work For Them off of Toil. Uh, Ty Cobb and Penny are great features of Odd Boat. So hop to it and get back to me. Let me know what you think. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to leave a rating and review on your way out. I really want to know what you guys think. Also, don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. And hey, Share this with a fucking friend, why don't you? Find me on Instagram at OutOfStepSLC, and until next time, we'll see you in the pit.